there are two tales waiting for you, told one after the other by an odd set of two. So prepare yourself, dear one, because this is Drops of Darkness. I am Stranger, and I tell only fantasies. Whenever your world has a grip on your throat, I am there waiting to unleash the monsters that sleep in my mind so that they may remind you that you have sharp teeth and claws of your own. If it didn't grow back, Oscar didn't change it. He kept his hair trimmed, his beard neat, and every other Sunday he clipped and filed each of his nails. He had nothing against permanent body modifications. He dated both men and women who had tattoos in various places. It was just something he'd never been interested in for himself. In fact, aside from 26 years of natural aging, Oscar had stayed in essentially the same condition as when he arrived in this world, slippery and squalling having never suffered so much as a cavity in his nearly three decades of life. That is, until this last year, when he had gotten strep throat enough times that he had built a rapport with the urgent care staff, who finally suggested it was probably time for a more permanent fix. On the drive home from the surgery a few weeks later, he slept with his head leaned against his friend's passenger window and was only vaguely aware as he was gently coaxed into his bed like a massive, sleepy toddler. And when Oscar woke up, it was dark. His throat throbbed with unchecked pain from the two incisions from his tonsillectomy. The numbers on his clock were blurry, but he could make out enough to see that it was three-something in the morning, well past when he was supposed to have re-upped on painkillers. He threw a hand out into the dark and patted the crowded nightstand. But between the pain and lingering anesthesia, the little orange bottle of pills he'd picked up the day before eluded him. Fuck, he mumbled, his voice thick with sleep and swelling. Rummaging near his head, he found the cold surface of his phone, and soon the flashlight flooded the room with a sterile white-blue glow. Two Percocets washed down his throat and a mouthful of flat lime LaCroix a moment later. He switched off the light and was sipping the lukewarm drink when something flickered in the corner of his eye. But all he had room for in his mind at that moment was shoving his head back into the depths of his pillow. Despite his best efforts, though, his eyes began to adjust to the dark and the flicker turned into a shape. The can slipped from his hand down between the bed and nightstand with a wet thunk Oscar blinked, but it was still there. A figure. No, figures. Pure black and stretched unnaturally towards the ceiling had begun to separate themselves from the darkness to line the walls of his small room. And that is when the whispering began. Oscar mashed his eyes shut and threw the thin comforter over his head for good measure. 
not real, not real, just go back to sleep. But his throat ached and his heart pounded. Outside his comforter, the whispering grew louder. Get it back. Something's find gone. It, find it. Find it. Something's missing. Get Something's it back. Missing. Find it. Find, find it. it. Find Get it back. Something's gone. It was no longer whispering, and Oscar could no longer move. He tried to kick his legs or swing his arms, at least turn his head away from the voices, away from where the blanket had begun to slip from his face, but to no avail. Within seconds, his face was bare, and he felt cold fingers on his dry lips, and then they were between his teeth, prying his tender mouth open. Something was taken. Something was taken. Oscar lay like a giant rag doll on his bed, fighting to move, and then to breathe. His shadowy hands filled his mouth. He gagged, and his lungs screamed for breath. Get it back. Get it back. Get it back. Whether from lack of air or fear, or a combination of both, his consciousness fled his body. Far away from the cortisol and adrenaline coursing through its veins. When Oscar opened his eyes, his room was filled with afternoon light. While his throat still hurt from where his tonsils had been removed, the pills had done their job and stifled his discomfort well enough. He laid there for a moment, shuffling through the fog of his memories, his jaw clenching when he remembered the chilled touch of those ink-colored fingers in the dark. Oscar half rose, half stumbled out of bed, chalking up the night before to a messed-up post-surgery nightmare. Maybe that's normal, after having gone under. That's all they were, he decided, and in his mind the dark figures were replaced by the thought of the juice in his fridge that promised to wash a sweet coolness over his wounds. He grabbed the glass sitting on the counter, but he hadn't even begun to pour before the whispers began again. This time, though, the words were different. Something was missing. Something was missing. They found it. Found it. Found them. Found Put them back. Found it. Oscar didn't notice the liquid splashing over his bare feet when the jug hit the floor. He was too busy, staring at the two rotten red lumps at the bottom of his cup. Put them back. Found them. Found them. Found them. Found them. Found them. Put them back. Oscar threw the cup containing his tonsils as far away from him as he could, where it shattered against the tile floor. The dark figures felt even colder now that he was fully awake, and they dug and pried at his mouth, pulling him to the ground where he stared at the ceiling as each stitch was ripped out. Put them back. Just as he began to choke on the blood, the hands were gone and he pushed himself onto his side and coughed out a red spray across the floor. Almost ready. Make it whole. Put them back. Make it whole. Something grabbed his feet and began to pull, dragging him back towards the destroyed glass at the edge of the kitchen. Oscar tried to call out, 
unsure of what help anyone could give him, but desperate for it still. All that came out were more choked and wet gurgles, as his tongue was coated again with a slick metallic warmth. His feet fell to the floor, and next to his head he heard the tinkling sound of something small being scooped out from shards of glass. He kicked his legs and threw his fists, but while the cold pressure against his chin and shoulders was entirely solid, his flailing limbs went right through the huddled figures. Then all he felt was cold on his tongue. All he saw was darkness, and all he tasted was blood. He bit down hard as he whipped his head away from the black shapes. But there was no need anymore. They'd already removed their fingers to hold his mouth closed instead. At that moment, Oscar realized he had two choices. Choke on his own wretched tonsils and have it all end here, soaked in blood and juice. Or... He didn't even stop to think through the second option. Scared he wouldn't be able to force himself to do it before the decision was made for him. He swallowed. Still something's wrong. Not Not the same. Still wrong. The figures scattered and regathered in flashes of black. Oscar felt his mouth being wrenched open again. But before the shadowed hands made their way to the back of his throat, Oscar put the last of his air in his lungs to use. Get the fuck away from me, he shouted. The figures pulled away as if blown back by the force of his words. Oscar pulled in another breath and emptied it all into one last phrase. Get out, the whispering stopped. And the light filled the room in uninterrupted rays through the windows. He let the blood pour out of his mouth and down his chest. Eventually, he made his way to the bathroom, where he stood for a while with his face right up to the mirror, mouth open wide. After he pulled the sliver of glass from the side of his tongue, he sat on the floor and disassociated until the dark red contents of his stomach made their ascent up and out. Well, everything's healed, but it looks pretty rough, said his surgeon a few weeks later. Did the stitches pop out early? Yeah, quite a few of them, actually, said Oscar. You didn't call the office? You really should have gotten that restitched. Hmm, probably. I guess I just didn't want anything else sharp digging around in there. He watched as the surgeon's eyes narrowed, the freshly healed scars that decorated the corners of his mouth. He knew what they looked like. Scratches. That's new, said the surgeon, changing the subject. I don't think you had that when I first saw you. Oh, yeah, Oscar said, glancing down at the half-heeled tattoo wrapped around his forearm. I don't know, I just felt like it was time to do something a little different. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying the show. In between our stories... 
we like to take an opportunity to highlight a cause we believe deserves our collective attention. For August, we chose the Entertainment Community Fund. This is an organization supporting the writers and actors currently fighting for fair wages in an industry that has taken advantage of them for far too long. You can learn more by visiting entertainmentcommunityfund.org or by following the link on dropsofdarkness.com. Now, back into the shadows we go. I am someone, and I tell only truth. Whenever something slithers through the barrier between worlds, I am there. Not to stop them, but to watch them and remind you of the countless terrors your kind has survived all on their own. This is the little girl on the stairs. I was 19 when I started dating my partner. He had a mostly separate living area at his mom's house that I eventually began to crash at almost every night. I was a tattoo apprentice and didn't make any consistent money yet. And it was nice to have a reliable couch to surf on. Well, bed, actually, but you get it. His mom wasn't a big fan, so I got good at keeping a pretty low profile while I was there. This usually wasn't an issue, except for the fact that there was only one bathroom in the entire house, while my partner's space was on the bottom floor. The bathroom was on the third, right in between his mom and little sister's room. Since it worked such late hours, it wasn't unusual for us to not to go to bed till two or three in the morning. So on this night, when I realized I had to pee before I went to sleep, I wasn't too worried because everyone else would be well asleep by then. After going up his painfully creaky stairs, crossing through the kitchen and living room, I started up the stairs to the bathroom. I was tired, so I had my head down, staring at my feet as I went, until I suddenly felt cold. It wasn't just a gust from an AC vent, it was like I walked into a freezer. I looked around, trying to find where this was coming from, but it wasn't until I went up another few stairs that I saw something strange. At the top of the stairs, there was a little girl sitting cross-legged in the dark with her back pressed into the corner. She had long black hair that fell over her face, which immediately made me think that this was my partner's little sister who had the same type of hair. I quietly said her name, not wanting to wake up anyone, but she just sat there. I climbed the rest of the steps to get to her, thinking maybe she was sick or sleepwalking but she still didn't move or look up when I crouched in front of her I looked over my shoulder through the open door from their mom's bedroom and saw her sleeping in her bed then I looked through the door down the hall his sister's room and what I saw on the bed wasn't just a shape under the covers it was clearly his sister I could see her hand hanging over the edge of her bed and the half of her face that wasn't buried in her pillow. I turned back to look at the girl sitting on the floor in front of me, and she was still very much there. 
I popped up like a damn jack-in-the-box and went back down the stairs to grab my partner. But about halfway down, I felt a cold feeling slip off me like a blanket that was being pulled away. I turned, and the girl was gone. There was still no way I was going back up those stairs. Looking back, I uh, realized now that my decision to walk to the gas station alone in the middle of the night just to use the bathroom was much more dangerous than whatever was sitting in that hallway. But it definitely didn't feel that way at the time. The next morning, I began to tell my partner about what happened. But as soon as I got to the point of my story where I felt a cold on the stairs, he looked at me with a serious face and said, Then you saw the little girl at the top of the stairs? Needless to say, I always made sure to pee before I came over any time after that. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Drops of Darkness, which is written, voiced, and produced by Anodyne Vaughn and Cameron Helquike. If you enjoyed your drift into the shadows, help keep the stories alive by sharing the show, leaving a review, and if you really want to earn the favor of these dark storytellers, tether yourself to their world by tapping subscribe. If you have a true paranormal story of your own that you'd like to be read by someone, you can make the offering to submissions at dropsofdarkness.com or through the form on our website. Until next time, dear one, and remember, when the darkness looks your way, hold its gate.